Good morning, church. This is the uh, this is the fourth Sunday of Lent, and we're making our way toward Easter. So clearly, if you were hearing this message, you were unable to attend our 11 a.m. worship. So that's okay. Grab your cup of coffee or your glass of sweet tea, and let's settle in to hear what the Lord has to, to tell each one of us today through today's message. This morning's scripture is found in Ephesians 2. We're going to begin in verse 1 and go through 10. So that's Ephesians 2. The header in my Bible is, uh, it says, made alive in Christ. So Ephesians, beginning verse 1, second chapter, verse 1. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sin, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also living among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for each of us, God, who is mercy, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Jesus Christ. This is done in order that in the coming age, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus Christ. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourself. It is a gift from our God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Jesus Christ, to do good works. This is what God has prepared in advance for us to do. I pray that every ear that hears the word of God be blessed and have a new sense of receiving the scripture with clarity and discernment. Let's lift our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for an opportunity to come together and worship whether it's in person, through social media, or what other means possible, we thank you for the opportunity. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that paid the, the sin debt for us so that our sins could be atoned and we could live forever in your heavenly realm so that we could walk this life with rich blessings of your forgiveness and your mercy and your grace. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your Son, and all God's children said, Amen. <clears throat> you know, when it comes to Easter, why do we do the things we do? When it comes to our faith walk, why do we do the things we do? We're not simply going through the motions as if it is just a habit. Have you ever driven to a store and then arrived there and thought, how did I get here? I don't remember the drive to here. We do so many things, such as driving to the store, 
we do it so much that we get to where we just go through the motions. It just becomes a habit. Basically, it's like putting life on autopilot. But our faith walk should never be put on autopilot. So why do we do the things we do? Why do we acknowledge the different points in the Christian calendar? More specifically, why do we celebrate Easter? Jesus fulfilled the prophecy of the Old Testament. The price for our sin is death. Not just physical death as we leave this earth, but eternal death. We would never be enough to pay the price to earn forgiveness for our own sin. Jesus was sent to pay the ultimate price for our sin. He died a sinner's death on a sinner's cross in order to bring atonement for each of our sins so that we could be forgiven and have eternal life in heaven. The reason that the people in the life and the time in Jesus did not get what was going on is because it had never happened before. There's no way to fully understand something until you have all the facts, when you can see it from beginning to end. We can now see that because we have the Old Testament and we have the New Testament. But during the time of Jesus, there were so many skeptics because they were they were living the New Testament. It had not been written yet. But we have the Old Testament that gave us the beginning of sin. It gave us the prophecy of a Redeemer. We also have the New Testament that confirmed the prophecy by revealing this to the people in the flesh. <clears throat> you also have to remember that in many cultures, it was believed that the, the soul would hover over the body for three days and it could return at any time. Jesus rose after this point. He rose at the point where they believed the soul would already be gone from the body. Again, it was another thing that changed their reality. It took their life off of autopilot. This challenged their beliefs, it challenged their reality, in which everything was grounded. All they had was the Old Testament to refer back to. But our current beliefs and our realities are found in the Old Testament and the New Testament. We celebrate the Easter season because Jesus made a way for each of us to be able to come straight into the presence of God. Before his crucifixion, only the high priest could be in the presence of God in the most holy place of the tabernacle. Only the priest could receive sacrifice to atone sin. Jesus is the perfect sacrifice, the spotless lamb. And through his blood, we receive atonement for our sins that bring us into the presence of God. Praise God for loving us enough and wanting a relationship with us so much that he sent Jesus to walk this earth with humans to die for our sins and to redeem us into eternal heaven. As we go through this life, we've been given a gift, a special gift of the Holy Spirit to walk with us, to guide us, to show us how to live. 
Show us how to live as a living sacrifice that is holy and pleasing to God. You see, without the last part, we're simply going through the motions. In the same way that we drive to the store, we forget how we got there because it's just habit. And if it's only habit, then nothing changes in our lives. Let's talk about Jesus ushering, into, ushering us into the Spirit, right into the presence of God's Spirit. Let's talk about the relationship between God and ourselves. The relationship between God and mankind has always been there. The cross changed the dynamics of that relationship. It brought Gentiles into a covenant relationship with God. The covenant defined the relationship between God and mankind. Imagine being at the foot of the cross when Jesus gave up his spirit and the earth shook. Well, we can't imagine it. But I think we can remember how we felt like our world shook when we had that aha moment and we were face to face with Jesus. You know that moment when we decide to ask him into our hearts to forgive us our sins? It was life-changing, not an act to go through like you're going through the motions of a habit. The relationship was defined, and a new eternal life was given to each of us as a result of that covenant relationship, the covenant relationship that was designed around a Redeemer coming to save us because we just kept wandering further and further away from God. We've been made alive in Christ. As we go through this life, we have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit again to walk with us, to guide us, to show us how to live. Our lives as a living sacrifice that is holy and pleasing to God. This is a true, living, active relationship between God and ourselves. This is why we celebrate Easter, to remember the covenant relationship we have as a result of Jesus on the cross. So here's my question, church. Is Easter a day on your calendar? Or is it a life-changing event that brought Jews and Gentiles into the same family adopted as God's children? As we go through this Lent season, please know that I'm praying for each of you. I'm praying for scales to fall from eyes and spiritual ears here with new clarity and discernment. Let's lift our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for never giving up on us. Thank you for the ultimate display of love that you displayed on the cross at Calvary. I pray as we continue to go through this season, we find rest in your Holy Spirit. And Lord, Hear our voices come together as one voice as we pray the way you taught your disciples to pray so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever.
and all God's children said, amen. Church, please know that I'm praying for you. Each week of this spiritual journey, whether we're face-to-face or gathered together in a social media platform, I pray that this year gives us many experiences to see God move in our communities. So remember, speak life, be a blessing, put your faith feet into action to cause a positive ripple effect. Much agape, everybody.